Hi, I'm Beth Fuller, and you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I know the world can feel intimidating or scary at times, but I'm here to tell you it doesn't have to be. Through the lens of food, we can learn so much about one another, celebrate our differences, and maybe eat some tasty food along the way. Are you ready to do this? I know I am. So let's go on a food adventure together right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is episode 35. If you're new to the podcast, awesome to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Longtime listener, you know I love you. Don't take notes. I've taken notes. Go to my website for everything. All of the show notes, my beautiful photography. I'm a professional food and product photographer that does commercial and editorial photography. So hit me up. Let's make some beautiful pictures together. It's elizabethrfuller.com. If you have questions for the podcast, you want some culinary sleuthing of your own, shoot me an email. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com and tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. All right, you guys, let's go on a food adventure. So how was everyone's weekend? Mine was deliciously relaxing. I had an incredible week last week with a ton of meetings. Oh my goodness, a ton of meetings. And it was one of those weeks that it was just such a blur with photography clients and um, a few other things going on. And it was, I I just remember looking at the calendar or like my day planner and being like, what day is today? Is today trash day or is it not trash day? Like that's the only way I could rationalize what even day of the week it was because it was so so busy so busy but that's great I'd rather be so busy than um staring at a wall so that's awesome and then this past weekend was just it was such a nice slow down my very sweet cousin who just recently moved here came to visit and it was so nice to have her here because most of my family's not local and it's Gosh, I love my family with all my heart. And so to have some of them here, even just one member, who I think she will attract many other members to come and visit, uh, it's just such a joy. I am over the moon thrilled. And we had such a nice time together. We cooked. We lounged around in yoga pants, watched trash on TV. Oh, talk about an indulgent weekend. And we had uh, Hurricane um, Henri here and you know he wasn't that bad here in New England as they predicted it would be at least where we live and so it was just a very beautifully cozy cozy weekend I hope you guys all had a great weekend as well and I hope you made some yummy food I'd love to see what you made tag me in any food adventures you may have had at let's go to food adventure in on Instagram um And with that, I guess we should talk about today's episode. So today, today we're going to Turkey, not the bird, but the country. Um, It's going to be so much fun. Uh, My guest, she is amazing. I'll get into that in a second. But I do want to say Turkey's been going through a lot of um, turmoil recently in the sense of between these insane wildfires that have happened and just most recently they had this really big flood there that devastated part of the country and so in the show notes i'll link some organizations that are helping to provide some relief there um and if you feel inclined to donate please do and with that being said let's get into it okay my guest man oh man is she cool 
All right, she is the director of sales and marketing for the Columbus Hospitality Group and has been there for about 20 years. This restaurant group, may I just say, has some of my favorite restaurants in Boston, like Mistral, Ostra, Sorolina, just to name a few. She loves to travel and she loves to travel solo and with in third wheel with her best friend and his wife. She has some amazing stories about some of her adventures around the world, which she will talk about and get into in a minute. She is a babe among babes, an inspiration to me on the daily, and somebody I totally adore. Please welcome to the podcast, Lisa Flores from the Columbus Hospitality Group. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Hi, Beth, how are you? Thank you for having me on today. Oh my gosh, thank you for joining. Like I, you and I are now new best friends and we're gonna (laughs) party in Boston and eat tons of yummy food all over at all of your restaurants. But then like, we need to explore all the new ones that are popping up. Yes. Right, because we can't, I mean, right now we're not traveling to, you are, you're traveling. You're like the jet setter of jet setters. I definitely am always trying to travel somewhere near, far, um, and in between. yeah, I mean, yeah. and in between definitely. So you have to try, come and try my restaurants with me. They, even though there's so many new ones popping up, they are my like favorite. Everyone says, what are your couple of favorites? Mike Mistral, Ostra, Sorolina, just mine. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah they're and there, I mean, so you've been in Boston for over 20 years. Where yes. are you from originally? So I'm from San Antonio, Texas, and Mm -hmm. I came to um, Boston to go to Boston University. So I did my undergrad there um, in international management, and I I kind of instantly fell in love with the city. It's so, I think it's just very quaint. And initially, I have to say, I did think it wasn't very friendly. So it's not, (laughs) it hasn't changed. You're a Bostonian now, girl. (laughs) No, I'm a Bostonian, but I remember I was coming from the airport you know, in a taxi and it had been raining and I had this really heavy luggage and there was always like airline issues, of course, on this like first trip of like me going by myself to, you know, another oh state. Yeah. And the cab driver threw my luggage in a giant puddle and then just sped <laughs> off. And I was like, who's, I was like, who's going to help me? This is so, but he just didn't even throw it on the curb. It was just like in this puddle. Uh-huh. So I spent like the first week just crying about how I missed home. And then I quickly adapted and began to love the city very much. Yeah. And you knew your coffee. I'm sure like when you walked into Dunks after week one and somebody was like, what do you, what do you want? And you're like, I'll have a medium ice, no milk, yeah. extra skin, yeah. no sugar, blah, 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 blah. Like, and my money's already out. Here you go. Don't exactly. talk to me. I'm good. Yes. But like day yes. one, you were probably like, hi, how are you? Yes. <laughs> What's In your Texas, first name? Right. <laughs> you say good morning to everyone. You yeah. hold the door for people. Yeah. Good morning to all the strangers here. People are everyone would look at me like I was a crazy person. They're like, what do we know each other? So like, this is terrible. And I, you know, I was only a week though. And then after I quickly made a friend group and I met a bunch of people and, you know, be such a great, great, great school. Yeah, huge. Um, yeah, they've been, you know, I do a lot of public speaking for the school now and just go, go to a lot of classes, do mentoring. So they're pretty incredible. So I, I really am happy that I went there. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now I know, as we talked about a few seconds ago, you love, love traveling and it's an obvious question, but some people, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people here in new England who don't really leave new England. They don't, they don't even have passports. So 
I, to me, traveling second nature, I could not imagine my life without traveling, but to a lot of people around here, it's just, and in general, they just in the U S don't leave. So what right. sparked your travel bug? I've always kind of traveled. So, you know, being, you know, right in Texas, which is just right next door to Mexico. Like we mm-hmm. did a lot of small trips that way, like into, you know, Mexico city and with like different friends from high school. So I was, I always loved it. I love culture and different food and just being in a different area. And while I get, I think Bostonians, we have such, you know, we have Nantucket and the Cape and we're close to Vermont and New Hampshire. I get that it's probably hard because there's so many beautiful, you know, places to go to in our area that are close. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always, if I always, if I have an opportunity, I would rather travel to another country um, even, even by myself, you know, I do a lot of trips where I'm just like, I'm going to London for five days and seeing friends or just hanging out and really just kind of living. Like I actually live there. Like, that's what I really love to do is incorporate myself into the city living. Yeah, for um, sure. And you yeah. make friends everywhere you go. You're <laughs> such a beautiful, charismatic individual. Like people oh love goodness, you. They love you. You're just hearing that from Corin, who I saw last week. <laughs> <laughs> Corin looks so good. I he, he actually DJed at an event I had last week and he was just so cute. He looks so good. He, looks he was so, so excited. Good. I know. Yeah. We love Corin. I just love him. Yeah, he's amazing. He is. He is such a light in this world. I can't even I yeah. I know. I've I'm so grateful to call him such a good friend for so many years. Love him. Yeah. Love, love him. him. Love him. Um, so today we're actually talking about one of your favorite places to travel to, Turkey. Yes. Which is yes. Out of all the countries, no, no offense about Turkey. It's I, I've always wanted to go to Istanbul and the surrounding areas. It's there's always like something else like, oh, Barcelona or, oh, Paris or, oh, like you said, London. Um, so why Turkey? How did you fall so deeply in love with Turkey? Oh, well, Turkey, it is, you know, I, when I ever I meet Turkish people or hear someone went to Turkey, I get this like very sparkly, like warm vibe of like, Mm. let me talk about this. I love it. So I have, and I've been maybe 13 times now. I can't even remember. It's either 12 or 13 times. Yeah. And I would have gone the last couple of years, except for, you know, with the pandemic and everything happening. But I have to say my love of Turkey came because of my love for my Turkish best friend, Sarp Erkaya. He, I met him in Boston. He was like friends with a friend and him and I just hit it off. And he is so lovely. And I think this is kind of a big part where I love the country so much. Mm. He's so lovely and warm and extremely smart and speaks, you know, three languages. And it's just so cultured. And one year he, he was said, you know, Lisa, why don't you just come visit me for the summer in Turkey? And he goes, but I know Americans, you know, they think Turkey is like a scary country. And he goes, I doubt you'll come. And I literally said, nope, I'll be there. And he was like, sure. I bought a ticket like a week later for like like 10 days. And that was it. And that was kind of, I was thinking that was in 2006. Yeah. I think that was like the very first time I went and he, you know, him showing me the country and like just everything from Istanbul, you know, and this Turkey is huge. There's, I think. 84 million people in Turkey. Wow. Um, yeah, it's huge. And then, like, even Istanbul is like two and a half times larger than like New York City. It's huge, 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 huge. And there's like 15 million people there. Oh but, God. and I have to say, people always think Istanbul is the capital. It is not. Ankara is. So I feel like that's a common <laughs> like misconception <laughs> because everyone only hears about Istanbul and they don't hear about Ankara. So, like, people just think it. I'm like, no. Um, 
but you know, Sarp introduced me to how not only is it this the country so historical, but it's also just so beautiful and modern. And I think mm. that was kind of the important part to me. It wasn't like I was just going to the city where it's like just city living. It's you're seeing all these historical sites incorporated into this actual like beautiful city where things are modern but historical, where you can see part of the culture or you can just, you know, go to the the restaurants. Like it is, it's an incredible, incredible place where you know, I feel lucky that I can just express like my love for it every time. And, and he's just, you know, Sarp, his family, his wife, they have, you know, they have a beautiful son, Kaya and all of his friends, like they're so dynamic. So Mm. they've really kind of created this, you know, place where I go to, where I feel comfortable, where I've had to get in a cab by myself before I've taken the fare, you know, I've, they've just kind of outlined it so that I can like travel on my own there and get around and, I just, I love it. I think it's like, well, oh, do you see how much I love it? You know, I go on all those family vacations. I love that. (laughs) I love, yeah. You third wheel on all of the family vacations. You're like, oh no, where where are we going for spring holiday? Great. I'll be right there. I think they're coming to LA and he's like, are you coming? I'm like, I'll meet you in LA in September. And, you you know, we've been, you know, to Croatia together. We've been to Greece. We've been to a bunch of places in Turkey, but we travel. We've met up in, you know, New York. He comes to stay with me in Boston. So it's just, yeah, I think it really is the love for my Turkish friend created this massive love for the country. That's amazing. Um, so the culture. In Turkey, correct me if I'm wrong, the religion there is Muslim predominantly. Mm-hmm. It's like and, 99% of the population yeah. is Muslim. And mm-hmm. so we have this notion of what a Muslim country and culture is and they're um i'm trying to say this without like so conservative yeah and yeah. so you know for me i'm extremely liberal i love is love and i <laughs> we won't we don't, don't need to keep going on that but you know what i mean right. i think we share a lot of the same core values about that kind of stuff and nice. do you feel that there is some note of progressive progression now going 13 times over the last you know 14 15 years that you're seeing the country yeah. itself evolve with what's going on in the world in a Absolutely. positive way Absolutely it really is and i you know while there are some you know you'll see some of the women you know covered and veiled and you'll see that you'll see a lot of other things i kind of feel like it's, it's kind of the same. Like if you kind of look at some, you know, I'm from Texas, you go out into some parts of Texas and oh, you're yeah. like, Oh, like, yeah. are they using an outhouse? Like, what is this? You know, it's kind of like that kind of same thing where the city is really dynamic. And sometimes like the outer parts are maybe a more traditional aspect, but I do have to say, you know, the country has always been, I think, progressing. I think that people get nervous to be in a Muslim country in general, right. Mm-hmm. You kind of feel a little bit more nervous, like you know, you feel that something bad could happen or they're, you know, you're going to get mugged. And I have to say, when I've been in Turkey, I had to take a ferry one time and I didn't understand what to do. This woman that was homeless came up and actually helped me. And she was like, let me help you. And she was so nice. And she was like, this is what you do. And she didn't even really speak English, but she was like, where are you trying to just like helped me along? So I kind of feel like you're going to, you kind of see all of this in, in every, you know, country and things are progressing there. I think it's every year it's different. It's more modern, but I like the way that they preserve their history, which I find to be very important in in a country like Turkey. Mm -hmm. It's not, they're not trying to change who they are and, and, you know, like tear down the monuments, like they preserve those and they really take the efforts to like, they're proud of their history, which I think they should be. It's a, a beautiful country, you know, with the 
Ottoman and the Byzantine Empire combination is, is just like a, such a beautiful um, mix. And I, I, it is, people get nervous. I do not. I have to say, I've never had anything crazy happen to me there. If anything, everyone, everyone, including the cab drivers, anyone on the subway, like they all try to help you. And I have to say the hospitality in Turkey is amazing. Like oh, from awesome. hotels to restaurants, even the local restaurants are maybe smaller and just like run by the owner. They're so amazing. And I, I personally, I, I think the hospitality and just even the restaurants in general, goes a very long way there. Well, and if anyone knows hospitality sister, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> you, you, you know what the standard and where it should yes. be. Let's, yes. like, you know, I mean, we'll slam it at like a taco shop, but you also know what a, you know, Michelin star restaurant needs yeah. to be as well. Yeah. 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 Like the, where the and, fork and the knife goes and it needs to be polished. Exactly. Why is there a spot on that glass? Yeah. I love it. I, no, I that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, can you want, do you want to dive into like a ton of listener questions that you got? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Awesome. Amy in LA asks, I love that you love Turkey so much. If I'm going to travel to Turkey, what are the top three things I must do? Oh, these are my favorite questions. I have a hundred <laughs> things you should do. Right. But, so I always feel, so initially it was funny. My friend Sarp, like each time I would go, we'd have these like beautiful resort vacations and I would be in, you know, the city with him. And one, one time it was like the second time he said, we're going to go look at everything historical about Turkey that you should know about. Mm. And so there's this little peninsula, it's called the Sultan Ahmet Peninsula, and it has a lot of the historical sites. So you can kind of see them in like one, um, kind of one run. And which I, what I like is like, you, I was able to see everything and everything that was historical. So definitely she has to go see the Hagia Sophia. So it is a church turned mosque that's been turned into a museum. It's this ancient, beautiful building. That's like, I think it's like the number one must-see place when you go there. Um, you can walk around. It's like, it's just so beautiful. You just kind of feel this like spiritual moment when you're in there. And it's just, I felt, I just, I don't know. I just felt like this whole like religious experience. Um, it is kind of one of those places where you have to cover your shoulders. You bring like a a scarf just to cover up, which I think is great and respectful to anything like this. Oh, sure. You do that at the Vatican too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then the other place, which is in the same area is the Topkapi Palace. So it's, it's a museum, but it was this former palace that had all these like jewel, like, you know, there's jewel, beautiful jewels. I think it has one of the largest, I can't remember if it was like the largest ruby or emerald or oh sapphire God. or something so beautiful. It is just incredible. So that's, you have to see that. Um, and that same area is the Four Seasons, which is very nice if you're like wanting tea and a snack. So you can just like walk right over. So I love that. that Girl, kind of you're, t- you're now you're speaking <laughs> my language. Like I yeah. need, I'm totally down to do like historical and like museum things, but like snacking needs to be happening. Yeah, in I need to have things. a good snack. And like and you some know AC, it, I got to have a good pee break somewhere. Yeah, I need to like have a quick, like let's, but it's great because you can kind of go on that area from one to another. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so beautiful. So that, I think those two in that area, so they're the same area, that's wonderful. The other part of, and I think people don't, well, there's Ephesus, which is like this Roman city, but that's a little bit further, like kind of in the resort town area. So it's a Roman city. It has like, it's remains of all these like monuments from like the 10th century BC, but it kind of outlines this whole city. So it's, it's almost like you're like walking through the city I always sometimes think of like, like kind of like games of thrownish type of thing. Mm. And 
you know, I haven't been there. I've seen a thousand pictures. It's like the one place I haven't been to, but that's on my list to go at one time soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just has remains of like this great theater, um, this area called the Marble Street, which has all these like different colored marble, like all just kind of monuments and pillars. Like that I think is one of like the must-sees. They're basically like, it's this whole Roman city that like, because it's just, just was so well-constructed, never kind of got so wow. run down. So you can kind of get a weird feel of like, oh, wow, this is what it was like back in the day. So that one, I would definitely, cool. those are kind of like my favorite three. But what I think also people don't know is Turkey is full of beautiful resort areas. Ooh. So they have that Mediterranean water. It is so blue. It's beautiful. So it's full of kind of these beautiful beach clubs and, and spots where I think it's, it's unexpected. So the first time I went to Turkey, where we went to Istanbul, we were there for a couple of days and we went to this town called Bodrum. And in this town, it's like this little small Bay area called Turkbaku. And it's like just a beautiful, like long kind of windy road with like shops and restaurants and all these beach clubs and like beautiful hotels. Oh my um, it's secluded. It's, you know, it's like one of the number, like one of the number one tourist destinations in Turkey. So that if she was looking for a beach vacation, I would recommend that. Um, I think there's a couple of hotels that maybe the Makati hotel is still there. That's wonderful. Uh, we used to go to this like club lounge area called ship Ahoy. I think they, they always are good about changing things. So they're not. Yeah. So they, it sounds they like you'd go it. there for like in Key West ship Ahoy. I love it. I yeah, love but it. It's That's like so a funny. Favorite. Yeah, their whole like their whole concept is they're very when I go to to Turkey and I'm eating there, I'm in the beach towns, I come back with ideas. Mm. And I'm always like, we should be doing this or why not this? Like they're really good about using technology also incorporated into the hospitality side. So I love that. But I love that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like those are my top awesome. Like that my love for Turkey is like definitely that first Bodrum trip was like amazing. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I'll put all that in the show notes for our friend, Amy. So Sarah in New York (laughs) writes, I travel on what I, oh, wait, sorry. I travel based on what I'm going to eat and hate eating bad food. Sarah, I hear you. What are your favorite things to eat in Turkey? Ah, so, okay. My top three favorite, and this is, and I'm always searching in Boston or New York for things that are as good as this, like at a Turkish restaurant. Yeah. So um, there's this, these little like dumpling meat filled little dumplings called manta, which actually translates into dumpling into like English. Mm-hmm. And it's filled with lamb or beef. And it comes with this garlicky yogurt sauce with these red pepper flakes. It is incredible. And that's like one of the dishes I always have to have all the time. So this is like, I think they had it like really back in the day where they, you know, like this, you know, the men on the horseback riding, you know, the soldiers would like freeze this kind of thing and they were able to travel with it. And it's, <laughs> it reheats so well. I used I to like that. get some, yeah. I used to get some from a store down the street and like freeze and like have it. And I, it's delicious. It's just like little, like mini ravioli, like little dumplings. So I'm in, I, I, yeah. I'm totally in. I love a dumpling of any yeah. kind, in any culture. Love any a dumpling. kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say my number one favorite is a Turkish breakfast. They do like breakfast, like no other. It's massive. It's massive. It's amazing. So it's usually with like some kind of fried egg. Then they have this delicious, it's called sutruk, this like beef sausage, which I crave all the time. It's so good. (laughs) There's like olives, cucumber and feta tomatoes. They have this kind of, they have like their own version of like what a bagel is. So it's called simit and it's like a, like 
bagel covered, but it's like long and not like round and it's covered Ooh. with like sesame seed. Ooh. Yeah. And then you like have that with honey and jam and you like dip that in your eggs and it's so delicious. You have the chai, which is like their black tea, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's all the beautiful kind of tea sets that you see from Turkey or like I have a bunch at home, which I love. Every time I come back, I'm like, here's a new tea set. Um, <laughs> I don't even have people over for tea, but I'm drinking a lot of tea by myself. So, I love that. Yeah. It's like with a little spoon and I, they do the cube sugar, which I love. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the, of course I feel like I'm like pots, pasta pizza, this Turkish pizza, it's called Labmak Jun. Oh, it's so it, yes, good. It's so good. It's cheeseless. It's crispy. It's like usually made with either lamb or beef and onions and garlic and tons of parsley it's like one of my favorite you can roll it up if you want to what I like is that it's cheeseless like that's kind of important to me because I feel like so much cheese sometimes is like too much but yeah it's so good I I like those are my top three the Manta Turkish breakfast Lamak June the best done Patrick from Instagram writes are there any other countries you've been to that you were surprised how much you like them and think others should check out Croatia Ooh. Yeah. Really good wine from Croatia as well. Really good wine from Croatia. I'm a little surprised with Croatia because I didn't think, I don't know what I was expecting. You know, one of my best friends from college is from Croatia. Like you never hear people say, oh, we're going to go to Croatia. No, it's like Italy. It's literally like Italy. It's like a quieter version of Italy. It is, but I find it to be more serene and picturesque. Mm -hmm. Like it, Mm. the water is bluer and cleaner. Like they have the Mm -hmm. beautiful, you know, I love a good beach club, but they're little, like, you know, I, I actually went to Croatia, which is if this, if Patrick is young, this is definitely, I was a little bit older than the crowd, but we <laughs> Sarp and I, and his wife and one of our friends, uh, Sinan, we all went together and we did yacht week. Have you heard of yacht week? No. What's yacht week. So basically you like, there's like 30 yachts that travel together or boats. They could be like a catamaran or you could pick a yacht and then you kind of pay for like your captain and like your stewardess. And then you're on this boat, like with your people, but you guys all kind of tie up together and there's all these activities. So we did. Why has, okay. Croatia. Wait, why hasn't Bravo done a freaking reality show on Yacht have, Week in Croatia? No Who idea. do we know? Like right? this needs it's, to happen. It's insane because it's just a bunch of, I would say like 20 to 30 year olds. I think we were like 35. Oh my at God. The age. We, oh my God. People, people kept saying, wow, are you guys all really rich and like all married? Because this is a really nice boat. And I'm like, no, we're just old. Like we're just we're old. old with no we're children old. and we're we old. can yeah. afford this. That's why. This is like what happens when you're old. Yeah, I'll be asleep um, by 9.30. So yes. Exactly. Calling yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah. And what I liked about it, so Croatia is they filmed a lot of Game of Thrones there. I don't know if you know that because they have a lot of uh, um, castles there. Okay. They have a lot of castles still there and a lot of greenery. So they filmed a lot of it there. Um, but they have, it's just- it's what it's just very different because you know the this boat would kind of be like okay we're gonna dock here and we're gonna stay here for two nights and you guys kind of go around and he took us to this beautiful island that you can you have to live on to reside like you can't stay overnight there's no hotels mm. and and I can't remember the name off the top of my head I have to think about it because it was just I can't remember what it was but it was beautiful because like you just had either biked or you walked around there were very oh, few cars I love that and there were just little areas where you could like sit on the rocks or there would just be like chairs, but no one even, there's like chairs where you can sit or like lay out like beach chairs, but no one actually is like servicing you. There's nothing going on. So there's just little nooks and crannies. It's beautiful. It's mm. so serene. It was kind of like a very laid back, like I can't even say like a San Tropez, like a very, like what you think of a tiny town in like Greece where no one goes to like, but it's so beautiful. That's oh. what it was like. 
I love that. That's and awesome. Yeah, the wineries were beautiful. And I, I Croatia is just a different feel because there's still a lot of tourists that come through, but it also is very historical, but it's so green and the food is good. They do a lot of like lamb. I remember that lamb and there's a lot of potatoes. I found that, <laughs> I found that to be interesting. I was the like, why there's so many potatoes? Yeah. There's a lot of meat and potato combination plates going on, but a lot yeah. of rice plates. A lot um, of truffles come out of Croatia too. Tr- a truffle lot of kind. truffles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What time of year so did you go? Um, it was summer maybe four or five years ago. It was summer. Okay. We usually, I usually go in July and August. Are usually my good months to go anywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause it's a little quieter. Down. Yeah. 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 So that I would say Croatia is it's number one, of one kind of untapped places. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm putting that on my list. All right. Grab your glass of wine. We're going to take a quick wine break with our sponsor today. I love great wine, and a part of what I love is discovering new wines. But you know, it's not always easy to know what to buy, which makes discovering new wines, well, kind of a bit of a gamble, especially when you're spending 20, 30, even like $100 on a bottle. But that's why I love wine access. They make it so easy to discover and enjoy new wines from both iconic estates and upcoming producers. I love how I can discover lesser known wines without any risk. I can trust the Wine Access team's selections. Wine Access has the most credentialed wine team in the industry who taste over 20,000 of the world's best wines every year and only offer those who over deliver on price. Each bottle includes a story that makes that wine so special, along with serving and food pairing recommendations. And if any wine fails to impress, they'll credit that bottle. Plus, Wine Access loves podcasts so much that they now have their own Wine Access Unfiltered, where they pour some excellent wines and get into the stories with guests like John Legend, Brent Kirshner, and your favorite sports stars, and so much more. Find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, with all this talking about wine, you must be as thirsty as I am. I've got an exclusive offer for just my listeners. $20 off your first order of $50 or more. Just go to wineaccess.com slash foodadventures to shop for my top picks. You'll get $20 off and it'll be applied at checkout. Don't forget wineaccess.com slash foodadventures. Order today. All right, keep sipping that wine and let's get back to the show. Leslie in Chicago asks, I live in Chicago and I'm sure Turkey is very different than where I live, but what's it like? I know this is a silly question, but what's the vibe? Is it laid back? It is laid back. It's not like someone, you know, I feel like people think it's so like strict and super conservative. Mm -hmm. It's very laid back. You know, the area that Sarp lives in in Turkey, and I always just say, you're going to go. And I'm very, when I'm going there, I like to get on Turkish airlines. I like to immediately like immerse. Like I love Turkish airlines. I'm like, can I have some cherry juice? I want to look at the Turkish paper, even though I can't read it. I like to look at the photos. Like I really, I think all the flight attendants are beautiful and they're so kind. They're like very kind and very warm. So I just jump on the plane there. Usually like Turkish airlines go in the airport. It's a mix of people. It's like a modern airport, but it's like such a mix of people because you're coming off of flights from like Dubai, Saudi Arabia. Mm. So that initial shock level, I have to say people, I think are like, Oh, Oh, but I'm like, no, this is just part of what you're saying. Like, you know, in any air, like international airport, um, it's just a lot of the, a lot of the flights come through, um, mm-hmm. it's the Ataturk airport. So you kind of come through and then I, um, you know, I, I jump in an Uber or a cab or start, you know, send someone to grab me and we go and you're seeing, you know, there's a subway that runs through the city. Like it, it's not, 
I feel like people think it's like very like scary. Like, I don't know what they think. We're very like, maybe more like Iran than it really, you know, because yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. Muslim country, but it's not at all like that. It's like very cool. Like it's a, it's a city, you know, it's got Istanbul, a very European vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause Istanbul is actually on both the European and Asian. I think it's like the only city that's on two continents. Oh, that's a good fun fact for you. Yeah. So the commercial area is on the Eastern side and then usually kind of more residential is on the Asian side and it's separated by a strait of water called the Bosphorus. So cool. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's beautiful, but it, it is kind of like a very different feel. It's like one's a city and one's, you know, res- it's like the city and suburbs almost kind of combination, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, you're going to see all kind of different walks of life. You're going to see like sports cars, people on motorcycles and bikes, like exactly kind of how I would feel like it's like a Boston, but a little bit la- on a larger scale with a lot of water, you know, Ooh, but it's, I love that. Yeah. It's not like you're going to, they're going to be like, you can't drink or you're wearing something weird. Like there's never like that feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like a, a mix of people. You'll see a lot of tourists, you know, the grand bazaar and the markets people all go to. So it's not, I don't know. I, I feel like it has, I feel like they need to do a whole like tourism segment that just kind of showcases all their modern like life because right? it's very, yeah. I mean, Sharp's neighborhood, it's called the um, back and it has this like awesome restaurant called Luca. We can walk down from his place and it's just a beautiful walk. What I like about Turkey is they take care of their neighborhood animals. So nothing is really considered a stray. Oh, so yes. And you'll see it. It's like the dogs and the cats. Like I'm sure you've seen this. And there was like a cat documentary that they did on Turkey that they like, they give, the, they take care of these animals. Like they're like their own pets. So every, it's like a, a community thing where you take care of the animals, you feed them when it's cold, you bring them inside. So you probably have seen these pictures on Instagram, like the dogs, like inside of the stores or the cat oh, like yeah. blankets, that's Turkey. Like that's oh, one of their big things. That's awesome. So, yeah. So it's not like, it's, it's just a wonder. I mean, I think it's so wonderful and modern and there are going to be some different areas, just like any part that are, that'll be a little bit more conservative, but nothing to the point where you're going to feel threatened or harmed in any way. It really is just like a very friendly, it's a very warm, like Turks are very warm people. They're very mm-hmm. warm. Yeah. And they love yeah. children. They love, they love family and they love, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're they love family people. time. Mm-hmm. They love children. Like they love, you know, my friend Sarp, I love it. Like his family will come over. They're so easy and so nice. And I just like love kind of spending time with him and just, I, I when I'm there, it's like, I live there. It's not like I'm visiting. That's so the, the nothing better than that. Yeah. Jennifer in Massachusetts. I love this says I have a wicked bad sweet tooth. What are some of your favorite Turkish desserts? Oh, so I don't eat a ton of desserts. So I have to say that at first mm. I don't, but there is of course like the Turkish delight, which is always like a great Turkish piece, but I don't eat like a ton. That's a bad question for me because I don't eat a ton of we desserts. Were, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll, we can Google. I'll, we'll Google and then I'll send you a couple and then you can tell me if they're super popular. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Turkish <clears throat> delight is the most popular. It's yeah. like, you know, the, you have that at kind of at the beginning or an end of a meal and it's like with dates and pistachios and it's just, it's very good. There's different flavors. So if I'm going to eat anything when I'm in Turkey, I'll have one of those. Love that. So Love that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Camille from Facebook right let's talk about turkish baths should i go or no yes. if yes. okay if yes where would i go for the best experience i don't care what it costs i usually say you're going to want to go in one of the hotels like that's kind of my thing so the one i went to and i can actually ask start for the name i can't remember off the top of my head but it was amazing i've even been to a good turkish bath in new york let me tell you that like oh, even okay. in new york they okay. have them but um 
it's, they're amazing because it really is like, they're about like the different kind of water temperatures, mm. which I really appreciate. Um, and it's just like different, like saunas and massages and like kind of wraps. So I, I think, you know, the one that we went to that he took me to was great because it was kind of like indoors and outdoors. So you kind of have all these services done indoors mm. and the, the tile of the beautiful, like the Turkish tile is so beautiful. Everything is so well done. Very, very sanitary. Like they take this like very, so seriously. I think it's like, it's, you know, you have to showcase like what this is like. So, you know, you go inside and you, um, you know, you go in and you're like doing all the services. I like to do like a good, like, you know, it's a hammam. So it's like a good scrub, the steam bath. I'm kind of into public bathing because I, Koreans also have something similar, which I love. Um, but you kind of like just get a massage and it's like very, very nice. Um, I don't know. It's just like nice kind of thing to like hang out because usually you can just hang out with each other, but then they have like the pool lunch area outside. So it's like kind of getting the, like both kind of experiences of like, let's just have a really nice relaxing bath. Like this goes all the way back to like the Ottoman empire that, that they were doing this, wow. you know, as like kind of just community hanging out, but like also just like hygiene, et cetera. But it's, it's just, you know, I love it. Um, they're usually, you know, there's a lot in the city area, um, and it's usually kind of separate entrances for like men and women. So you, you kind of see each other at the very end, but it's like, I went with like Sarp's wife at the time. So I loved it. We're just like hanging out in our flip-flops and I don't know. It's just like a very, that's the best. I don't know. It's, it's like the high, I want to do that. Sweat. Yeah. I'm in. I love it. And it, I, that's just, it's funny that you were telling like, I was looking at this Russian bathhouse in New York recently. Cause I'm like, I need to go. Cause I just need to go do this soon. So yeah, for sure. Well, there's yeah. one, it's not really a bathhouse, but there's one in Providence and in, I went to the one, the version of it in Newport and they call it a water experience. And it's the same thing where it's like different temperatures, different salinities in each water, different plunge pools, a sauna, two different kinds of saunas, a different kind of steam room. And then they had this oh. whole outdoor area as well, but there was no, unfortunately no massages and no yeah. like yummy lunch to eat. It was yeah. you're going for this water experience for like an hour and a half, but it was lovely. That that's yeah. the closest I've found, but I would love to do a full Turkish bath it at is, like the Ritz Carlton or the Four Seasons. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And yeah. you know what it is also it's, it's all the benefits of it. Right. So it's like helping the circulation, oh, yeah. relaxation. I love a good exfoliation at Hell any yeah. time. Oh yeah. Um, any kind of detoxing I can do, especially to my liver girl. Oh, let's detox it up. Sister. Yes. Yes. And it mm. just gives you kind of that glow. Like I definitely felt like I was like, Oh, I have a glow after this. Like I felt just like healthier. I felt relaxed. I think it's, you know, it just really, I'm trying to think of what was the one that Sarp took me to. Cause it was oh, such a good you one. Text me. Don't worry. I know. I'll put it in the show notes for everybody. Okay. Sam. Okay. Sam from Instagram says, or asks, when is the best time of year to go to Turkey? When do you like to go? I think the summertime is the best time. So anytime like May, well, kind of like June, July, August are the best months to go. Um, because things start to close down, like, you know, in some of the resort areas, but I like to go because I think the weather is still lovely. It's, it's, doesn't get overwhelmingly like so, so hot, you know, it's Mediterranean. So you still feel kind of like that great air. Mm-hmm. Those are the months I usually like to go. And that's when kind of everything I like when it's like busy and people are kind of around. So the resort areas definitely are full. So if you go at that time, it's ideal to book at an earlier time frame. Mm-hmm. you know, Turkey definitely does have season. So it's like they have a winter, sometimes it'll snow. I've been there in the winter time. I think was it, I've been there for new year's Eve before. Mm-hmm. 
now that I actually think about this is so funny I might have gone one time before I had met Sarp I did my my ex-boyfriend was Turkish so yes and I, I forgot about this experience I we would stay at the Ritz Carlton we I was there for a week and it was New Year's but it was definitely cold so to kind of get the experience where you're able to walk around freely I would definitely go in the summer yeah it can't um, get cold like boston cold though it's not like crazy boston cold yeah. but still it's like it's cold and if you know you're on the water like the bosphorus area it's a lot of water so it just definitely yeah, right, does feel right. colder yeah um so those are the best months to go and then you know it starts to thin out i would say around the end of august like any other kind of like you know resort area if you're going to resort area um and you'll see kind of an influx of tourists during in istanbul during the summer as well i love that jackie in michigan writes I'm a massive tea and coffee person. I know that Turkey has strong, strong coffee and tea, and they have a big tradition. What makes it so special? It is the tradition. It's like, so with the Turkish tea, it's something you kind of have all times of the day, which is amazing. So it's a black tea. It's called chai. Um, you could add a little sugar in it. It's just, it's delicious. It's, um, there a lot of it is the tradition of this tea it's like it's you know boiled in this beautiful pot you have these beautiful dishes and it is something you know you're having during breakfast spending that family time together you have guests over what's interesting about turkey though it's so funny it's you know everyone kind of hangs out all night and maybe they'll have like turkish coffee and they'll like they'll eat together oh my god nobody sleeps yeah no it's so good the first person who kind of says like I have to go is kind of the initiation for everyone to go. Oh, I like love to leave. That. Oh, is, and, yeah. and Americans, like we come in and we're like, I can stay for an hour. I got to go. 100%. You know? like, yep. And I, I was thinking about this because I was like, oh, I have to go to, I have to, you know, I have to go. I was going to bed and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. But I, I was just thinking about how funny this was. But Turkish coffee, it's delicious. It's rich and thick. It, you shouldn't like gulp it. It's something you enjoy because there is kind of a lot of like um, grounds at the bottom of it. Oh, really? Uh, it is. You can't like knock it back. It's not like an Italian espresso. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's just like, it's a very, very fine grind, but, and you can add a little water and sugar if you wanted to, but if you knock it back, you're definitely going to get some of that sediment. Uh-huh. Like it's pretty coated at the bottom. I think it's also, you know, part of tradition and I love it. You know, um, Sarp's mom is so good about kind of like, you kind of, you kind of turn the cup over into your saucer and then you can read your like like fortune from oh, it oh I love like reading your so tea that, leaves I yeah, love that that's why I personally like I'm always like this is so good as mom always says something because it's just kind of the way that it settles but it it is just very like it, it's I would say it's like a very kind of thick heavy espresso but it, it you know it does definitely like you can't just like knock it back I've seen people do that and they're like oh my god I'm like no you shouldn't do that at all um you know, but it has, you know, antioxidants. And that is such an amateur move. Such yeah. a beginner move. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, it definitely has antioxidants, but it's, it's more of, you know, I think it's like just the kind of the, the coffee experience. together. It is the experience. And it's, as I always kind of feel very special when I have it, you know, it's mm. not easy to make, like, I can't just sit here and make it. Um, you know, it takes a little kind of like patience to make it as well. Um, and you need like a special kind of like the, you know, you can use a regular grinder, but you need like kind of almost like a special kind of pot. Um, oh yeah, as for well. sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, I don't know. I think it's just like a very beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful way to do like have coffee. And I, I think it's so good. And it's something that I always do after lunch is when we would typically have Turkish coffee. You wouldn't necessarily drink it like in the early morning. You would usually have like a tea or something. Mm. Have you found a good place in Boston for Turkish coffee or chai? 
Oh my gosh. So it's so funny because there's this new place that I'm dying to go to. It just opened. It's Ooh. called Turkish, Turkish Lizzery Cafe in Alston. So I haven't been able to go because it's like, you know, the track to Alston's like a lot. But oh God. Yeah. yeah. Especially when the kids come back. I shoot. Yeah, I so, exactly. And then Istanbul and Somerville has a really good Turkish coffee. The chai is good. They have the really good breakfast. Like, they have the best, I think like great food. Um, and then for some kind of little places where I just pick up bites, like our friends actually own Save On Bakery and they're Armenian, but they have like, you know, almost very similar stuff. So mm-hmm. they sell a lot of the tea there. So that's where I'll get it or I'll order it from them. And they have like the sutric, like all of the like feta and everything that you could do to make a breakfast. So I've done that a few times. It's not fun if you're like kind of eating it by yourself. Though. No. Like, you need someone here with you to do this. Like it's an experience. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's a ton of food. <laughs> it's a ton of food. Yeah. yeah, it's a ton. And it's like, you're kind of getting into it. And I'm like, oh, I wish it was someone here. So right? yeah, it's a marathon, kind of, not a sprint for sure. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of where I've definitely like, I kind of scope these places out like Turk, the Turk I was marketing Austin has um, the frozen Monta. So I'll go and I'll get that Ooh. as well. So I'm always kind of like in and out of these stores being like, well, I'm either there like the Asian market, one of those two, like oh, checking things too. out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. I'll look at all that in the show notes. Kelsey from Instagram writes, I only speak English, but I have a hard time getting around the outside parts of uh, Turkey outside of Istanbul. I mean, if you're not in a resort area, it is going to be a little bit more difficult, um, but they do most. So they pretty much, a lot of them learn English in school. A lot of people learn English in school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sarp, I remember he like had learned English right away when they were like in great, like tiny, like kindergarten g- growing up. Um, and then, you know, from there, they usually pick another language to learn. So he in high school learned wow. French. So yeah, it's kind of something that's pretty built in. I was, I'm able to navigate, um, Turkish is very, it's very kind of phonetic. You can like very much read it. So it's easy to kind of pronounce the words if you could like translate, like it's mm-hmm. not, it's not complicated signs. It's like, you know, um, chai is spelled C-H-A-I, but it's like C-A-I in Turkish, but it's like kind of the same phonetic spelling. Like the mm-hmm. C turns into a ch sound. So it's, if you know those couple of things, it's very easy. Um, I, I don't, I mean, if you were kind of in the village areas, I think it might be a little bit more difficult, but I've kind of been to different areas in Turkey and I have not had a hard time getting around. Okay. Awesome. And you know, Duolingo baby. Yeah. That's exactly up in there. I mean, you got a long flight, Kelsey. It's cool. Yeah. (laughs) And you can like, and what's good is Turkey. You can read it, right? Like you can read what's going on. That's the difference. Right, 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 right. Because in Arabic, it's a lot of the, um, it's beautiful writing, but it's a little bit harder. Yeah. You, you can't just be like, Arabic. this is what this means at all. Right. No way. Yeah. No, it looks like a symbol, a beautiful symbol, but something I can't understand. We would never read that. Yeah. It'd be no. too difficult. But oh, Turkish, God, no. you can pronounce it. Like it, it is like you'd be able to pronounce it. That's awesome. Aubrey in Las Vegas writes, when it comes to Turkish food, what are they known for? And is it spicy? We, you kind of touched on a little bit of what you love yeah. about Turkish food, but is it spicy? There's no. a lot of spices. There are spices, but not like spicy hot. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, they do a lot of kind of like grilled lamb and beef. You're not going to see a lot of pork because it is a Muslim country, Mm -hmm. which is kind of nice because you get to try all these like different kinds of meats. Um, But, you know, I would say it is a lot of meat based, but you're getting these like delicious kind of like really fresh vegetables and fruit. But I realized I also don't see a lot of cows. You're not necessarily going to see a lot of cow milk cheese, but it's a lot of like sheep and goat Uh milk cheese. Um, That's I've always kind of noticed that. What do they do with the cow milk then? 
there, you know, there are a lot of this stuff is like sheep's milk and goat's milk. Like yeah. you're going to kind of find that in like Greece and Turkey. It's not necessarily, you know, the States is really kind of the yeah, cow's really like milk. The cow. Mm-hmm. We love the cow's milk, which is harder to process, but I would just say it's more of like grilled meats and like, they do like a pita, which is like the pita bread. Like you'll see it more of like that, more of kind of this like Mediterranean feel where it's not spicy. It's like, I mean, they do the best grilled meats. Like when I get there, I'm like, give me all the meats, like all the breads. <laughs> They do a beautiful, they do lentil soups, which are delicious. Like Mm. they do the two kinds of lentil soup, which I always love. So I I would just really say it's more of like, and that's typical. It's like mezze, so smaller plates and dishes. And then you're going to see a lot of grilled meat. So nothing I ever have is ever going to be, it's so spicy that, you know, like that's like, oh, like I've never had anything. And if you want to make it a little spicy, you're always, they always have like red pepper flakes that you can add on, but nothing. The manta is like not even a little spicy. And I don't, it's like more for the flavor, not for the spice of it. So love that. It's not like you're going to Mexico city and eating habaneros and blowing your palate. Exactly. Where you're like, Oh Mm -hmm. no. Yeah, no, this is like, I don't know. And it's like yogurt. They do a lot of yogurt drinks, which I really love. Yeah. You're eating this really good piece of meat and a yogurt drink. And it's just everything their, their flavor profile just goes together so well. And now I have to go have Turkish food this week. I've talked so much about it. I know I'm, I'm going to be right there with you. Okay. Yeah. We're wrapping it up. Just a few more questions. Dan from Instagram writes, we have been thinking about traveling to Turkey. It looks so different compared to France, Spain, or Italy. Is there anything I should know about Turkey before I go or anything you recommend that I bring with me that I might not think about before we leave? Like, does Dan need an international plug adapter? Yeah. Well, Dan needs an international plug adapter for <laughs> sure. But you know, it's not like I'm trying to think of anything that would be no. I mean, your Turkish. You can buy Mira. everything there. It's not like you're yeah. going to Antarctica. I know, Dan. I think, but that's what people think. They're going to like a weird, they think they're yeah. going to this like kind of isolated place. And there are some towns, but like in every town, every place, like sometimes you'll be like, oh, they don't have this. Yeah. Um, but I you know, I was talking to a friend and he was in the Cape and he's like, I'm going to the dump. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm taking the trash to the dump. I'm like, they don't have people to do that. He's like, they do, but we don't do that. And I'm like, that's weird to me. That part. Like, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I personally think it's like map out what you want to do. And then you're able to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to kind of get around easily. The subway is like very self-explanatory about getting on and off. Um, everything is very easy to do. And I don't think, you know, I've taken a ferry where I was kind of like, Oh, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not great with transportation sometimes anyway. So I was like, I'm glad this woman helped me, but I don't think there was anything that I thought when I go there are sunscreen, like I definitely bring mm-hmm. sunscreen cause you're outside, but there was nothing where I felt like, Oh no, I should have brought that from the U S they don't have this. You sometimes mm-hmm. they have like, like new and improved versions of stuff where I'm like, I should take a bunch of this back to the U S I, I, me too. Whenever I travel, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so much better yeah. than what we have back home and so much yeah. cheaper. How yeah, much I mean, can I get through customs? Exactly. There was nothing where I ever, <laughs> ever felt they always have everything. And it's easier there because it's like, you can go to the pharmacy if you need like meds, like you don't have to go to a doctor right. or some of the stuff the pharmacist will just give you. And you're like, this is much easier. So I never felt in any way that I was like missing anything. Um, and you know, they have chains and stuff. They have Starbucks and they have McDonald's. So if like that stuff that he needs, like his daily Starbucks, they have Starbucks. Oh, you know? there you go. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Dan, drink, drink the tea and the coffee. Drink the tea and the coffee. You're there. Immerse yourself, Dan. Right? Okay. Last listener question. Laura from Instagram writes, this is is really funny. I hope this isn't too much TMI. So I'm okay with a lot of things. I mean, I go camping. 
and I totally get what it's like to do your business in the woods. But what's up with the squat toilets? Is this really a norm in Turkey? No, not everywhere. So I have to say I did the very first time I went to Turkey, I did see a squat toilet because there are different people coming through, right? Like Mm -hmm. some people are like villagers and are coming through and they're like, not the city people. I've only seen it that one time in the airport and I haven't really seen it ever. And they, they've modernized the airport even more. Like, so there were some upgrades to it and I haven't seen it there since then, but I think it's just, you know, in Asia, you're going to see that too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all the kind of the squat culture, but it's, I, it's not for like, you know, us to use it's for someone that feels more comfortable using it. Right. But There's yes. modern uh, amenities in most places. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, you know, it's, that's so funny that I knew that was going to be a question too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only, I'm, I'm dying to go to, I haven't been to Asia or to Istanbul, but when I went to Brazil, I remember we were renting a house and my brother's girlfriend, they live there and they were like, just so you know, you cannot flush toilet paper down the, the toilet in yeah. this country. And I was like, huh? And they're like, see the little yeah. trash cans everywhere next to the toilet. That's where your toilet paper goes because, and she at the time didn't know how to say it in English. She just goes with her hands. Yeah. Like the pipes are going to burst. Water's yeah. going, don't be that guy. And I was like, okay, see? fair enough. Yeah. And you get so used to it and it's not a big deal. And it, that I, doesn't happen in Turkey. They have fine plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to Brazil, I'm warning you now, you will not be able to flush toilet paper down the, the well, toilet, like but it's second boat nature. Life, right? Yeah. No, like boat totally. life. Like you don't do that either. So no, that no, God, no. That's no. such a funny question. Cause I was shocked when I first saw it. So I decided to use it because I wanted to try it. So oh, I yeah. wound up using like, I was like, I'm going to squat and try this. Cause you're never going to see this stuff. No. And you can be like, yeah. And I never thought I was like, oh, this is kind of weird, but I'm going to do it. And that was it. And then you just like squat. And then that was it. Oh yeah. Was no, nothing- I, I saw that in Rome. I was at, in a yeah. bar in Rome and I went to use the bathroom and I was like, it's a hole in the Rome, ground. I definitely. Yeah. Like, Rome has terrible plumbing, terrible, terrible, plumbing. terrible. Oh. Horrific. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap it up. What are you currently making at home right now? You just got back from a big vacation. I know. I so did. you probably aren't making much because you need to go grocery shopping. Yeah, I haven't. It's so funny. My grocery delivery came yesterday. I did like a shrimp scampi yesterday. Ooh, yum. So I did that. I have to say I do take home a lot of food from the straw. Mm-hmm. So that like feeds me two to three times a week. Usually on Mondays, I always do that. Um, yeah, but I'm not like I I when I came back, I had like a craving for my restaurants. So it was like yeah. last week I was at Bar Leone, then I went to Moo. And then like, so I definitely get this like feeling of like, I need to have our food as like a staple. So oh, I definitely yeah. did a lot of eating out. I went to Contessa on Saturday. So I did some Italian. Um, but yeah. you also love supporting your local hospitality industry as well. Like in, and I think it's so important because you, you know, you're very influential in, in the world. And even when you post something, I'm like, Oh man, I want to go eat that. I'm going to drive into the city and go eat that now. So I think it's great. And the industry needs the help. Like we need to, we need to show it some love right now because, uh, COVID, even though it's really here in, in the U in Boston, at least it's not necessarily nearly as prevalent to our faces as in the sense that we're all wearing masks and stuff like that. It's more though, that the hospitality industry, it's still really hurting. It's really hard to get you guys staffed. Your takeout orders are still going through the roof because that's what supported almost everybody in the industry during COVID. And so it's like, you can't turn that off yet. 
some places are slowly phasing that out, but it then taxes on while the restaurant's open, how the guests and the experience and the service at the restaurant itself. So it's a little slower and people just need to be very kind and take your time and just still show the, show the industry some love though, for sure. It is. I completely agree. I feel that, you know, we've taken such a hit and I think what's interesting is like guests that are coming in, you know, while many of them are so lovely, some of them have forgotten there's a pandemic and that we're all kind of still just trying to catch up. So this, the demand for everything right now, right now, why don't you have this? Why don't you have, we're like, but wait, you know, the cost of product has gone through the roof. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. And it, it, I don't know, we're just, I think everyone is, is working so hard and I'm fortunate enough to work for a restaurant group that was able to like get people right back on board. You know, I was never furloughed. I worked the entire time. Um, and that, because I think working through the pandemic has become like a really, it's a strong suit. It's something I feel like I can list on my resume of like things that I've done, Yeah. you know, and, but I think, you know, people's perception is like things are completely normal. I'm like these restaurants, it's not, you know, it's we're so all so far from normal. Yeah, yeah. It's so far from normal. And we're, you know, no one is making money. We're just trying to do it. We're just going, you know, yeah. and, and we want people to be happy because we understand like, you know, food makes people happy and that's what we're trying to do. So yeah, for sure. For sure. So speaking of restaurants, promote yourself. How can people get a hold of you? Where they can oh, they find you? Sister? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I'm on Instagram at Miss Lisa Flores, M-I-S-S, Lisa Flores. Um, you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, on the Mistral website, any of our restaurants, the seven mm-hmm. restaurants. <laughs> um, yeah. And my corporate office is right at Mistral. So I'm constantly kind of here and, and I love meeting with people when they want to like say hi, or I, I love kind of just making new connections. Definitely. For sure. I'll link everything in the show notes. All right. Last question that I ask everyone, if COVID wasn't a thing because it's kind of not anymore. And you had all the money in the world. Where are you going and what are you eating? I would go to Turkey and scoop up Sarp for sure. <laughs> I would scoop him up because he was my best friend. I'd get him and the family and be like, let's go. We're going to go in a plane. And then we would go. I mean, I love a good boat experience. So I think I would do like a whole like cruise in the Mediterranean and do like Greece, mm-hmm. Turkey, France, wherever we could go in the area that would like make it possible. And I would eat so much foie gras and like mm-hmm. lobster pasta is my favorite. I'm always eating lobster pasta, which is, it's actually very good at Contessa. I have to tell you. Um, <laughs> and, but that's like, that's what I would do. I would just eat, I would eat and like tour the area and just like spend time that we haven't been able to spend time face to face, which is what I would just really like to do. I love that. Lisa, I can't thank you enough for taking time to do this. I know how busy you are. You are my sister from another mister. And I cannot wait to have lobster pasta with you in the next few weeks in the city. We're going to make some plans, drink some wine and hang out for sure. And maybe we'll wrap corn and do it as well. Yes, I would love that. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I hope you have a great afternoon. Okay, thank you. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and being the most incredible tour guide a gal could ask for. I can't wait to plan my trip to Turkey. I will link all of Lisa's information in our show notes. And if you're in Boston, make some reservations at all of the restaurants in the Columbus Hospitality Group. I can vouch for them. They're amazing. Amazing. You guys. Thank you so much. Everything will be linked in the show notes on the website, elizabethrfuller.com. You know how to reach me. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com and tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. Make some yummy food this weekend. Lead with kindness and I'll see you next Friday. Bye.